As riots and protests continue across the country, the left seeks to force everyone to convert into Wokanity. Government officials and the media show their hypocrisy regarding COVID-19. And we look back at D-Day. My name is Sean Clinton, and this is The God of Freedom Show. Alrighty, so I hope everyone has had themselves a great week um, so far. Happy Saturday. We have a lot to get to today, so let's not waste time here. Let's jump right into it. If I seem a little kind of angry in this episode, I'll try not to really show it too much. But if I do, it's because like this news cycle this week has just been utter and complete garbage. Utter and complete garbage. And just regarding how the media has been treating this whole thing with the protests and the riots and everything. And just how, like... It's just all so frustrating just to watch. So, alright, let's just jump right into it. So, as we, as we know, protests are continuing across the country. Um, in several cities, um, including here in Atlanta. Um, I'm still in New York, Los Angeles, in Buffalo, New York as well. Um, I think Minneapolis is pretty much under control at this point. They probably won't be for too long because they're apparently now going to disband the police and have a different kind of protection or something like that, which is just utter stupid all around. But again, you know, the protests are continuing and also the riots are, are still continuing. They're not as like really prevalent as they have been, but they're still going on. But the, it's mostly now just protests. And which, is, which is perfectly fine. I'm, again, like I've said many, many, many times, I'm fine with the protests. The riots, not so much. And thankfully, with the, I think probably with the, all the police force, and, um, like the police forces and National Guard being deployed in several states, I think it kind of dwindled down some of the violence that's been going on and just really stuck with protests. But we'll see what happens, especially if um, the cop, uh, Derek... Uh, Chavin, Derek Chavin is not really um, convicted of like any kind of crime, which I, mean, I hope it doesn't. I, I really hope it doesn't happen, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I mean, that was pretty much all all for the protest so far. But really, I really what I want to really talk about in this episode is just mainly just how the media, the left, Democrats are just been reacting to this entire entire thing and just how just how this just their absolute hypocrisy the double standards that they show towards this and they seek and they really again they seek to pull everyone into this notion that uh that america is a horrible evil bad place that is um racist to its core and that even if you, even if you're not really, haven't done anything racist in your life. I mean, I have not done anything or said anything racist in my life. But according to left, I am just as guilty at the races. I'm responsible, I should be held responsible for like slavery, for the Jim Crow laws, for the deaths of um, uh, George Floyd, um, Ahmaud Arbery, and all of them. Which is, it just is utter stupidity. It's, it's basically, it's basically become like a... Religion in some ways. So I, I got this, like, kind of new... The name for the new religion of the left. That I want to really kind of coin. And kind of get it to... Kind of spread out more. And it's called Wokanity. Basically, Wokanity is basically... The religion, the official religion of the left. Where... You gotta, you have to believe everything to believe. You gotta, you gotta believe that... Um, intersectionality is the most important thing. That group identity matters. Um more than individual identity. Your individual identity does not matter at all. It's all about the group. And you must believe that, excuse me, you must believe that America is a horrible, evil, bad place with, um, that's racist to its core. You, you, gotta, you gotta believe all that. You gotta believe in abortion rights. You gotta believe in socialism and all, and, and all that. So, and, and if you don't, you're considered a heresy and a, um, Consider like are accused of pretty much blasphemy and will be and must be shunned by by society unless of course you try to repent of and atone for your crimes against 
the religion of Wogenity. And you're kind of you're seeing this all around the country during these protests, where like basically like white people are basically kneeling down in front of like black black people, and basically like leaning down and basically asking them for forgiveness for the sin of racism for that's been perpetrated by whites in general. Because again, like their idea is that. No matter if you've never done anything racist in your life, if you're white, you're still guilty of it. Because, you know, you may not have done anything racist or said anything racist, but it's still deep inside your heart, even if you don't know it. Which is, is utter is, is utter stupidity all around. So, um, to kind of give you an example, here's a video of basically some white protesters kneeling in front of black protesters. It, it, it's pretty cringy. So here's the video right here. You know, he's decided he's no longer to be here. In honor of his legacy, we're not rioting, God. We're not shaming anybody, God. We're just humbling ourselves before you. Yes, Lord. You brought the thunder and rain today, God. Because Satan takes a hell today. Father, in Jesus' name, you get the victory. Father, we ask for forgiveness from our black brothers and sisters for years and years of racism. Okay, so um, basically what they're doing here is they're pretty much praying right here, and which is it's not it's not it's not a bad thing at all, too. But I don't know, is it the idea that uh, they're all guilty of racism, like racism for all of like pretty much that happened that has happened all throughout history, is quite a silly notion. It, it, it is so. I, mean, I have no problem with them praying, but it is kind of a really silly notion that I, a white a white guy, and am responsible for all the races that have like been alive throughout history. That is just utter nonsense, right there. And that's basically quite, kind of what the religion of Wokeanity is about. Like, there's no such thing as individual sin. It's only group and communal sin. And no matter if you didn't commit the sin at all. You're still have responsible for it, even responsible for it, and you must atone as a group to whoever, whatever group you're wronged. Which is is just is is pe very pagan a notion, it's very very pagan a notion. Like it's completely different from Christianity, where you're you're held responsible for your own individual sins. And yes, you do ask people for forgiveness, but that's really for individually. Like say you're wronged, like you're. I did something wrong to your um, friend or brother or family member or neighbor or whatever. You, you you go to them and like ask for forgiveness, and too. I mean, but that that's completely different than entire group of people who not have may have not even even committed the sin of racism, but they all have to atone for it. It that does not is pagan and does not make sense. And most and sometimes and like with the left, like, you're not even really forgiven for it. So, it, it, I don't know, it's just, it's all, it's all stupidity. All very stupid. And if you dare to, like, to even try to go against this, um, the woke entity, you will be, like, scolded and, like, shamed for it. So here's actually another video of like here's like these uh, young girls basically uh, cleaning off some Black Lives like Bill Black Lives Matter um, uh, graffiti off a federal building. I believe it pro it probably is in Washington D.C. Look at the video. I I'm kind of thinking it is, but it's, it's a federal building, and they're trying to um, clean it off. But then this um, like SJ SJW like, woman comes up to them and basically like shames them for cleaning it off. But here's here's the video right here. Word. There we go. Why are you guys removing Black Lives Matter's graffiti? We're just trying to take care of Yeah, we tried over there and it wasn't coming off. It's still not what was coming off. But why do you want that to come off? Well, I don't think it's the federal building. Yeah, it's just a bad container. But so you don't care about Black Lives not then? Not at all. That's not at all. We, we That's care. what this. Not enough to leave up a message. 
great. Not not a great way to use your white privilege, ladies. Not a great. How disgusting! How disgusting! disgusting. Like seriously, they're like doing a good cause to try to like clean up like graffiti. The graffiti graffiti off on a federal building is federal crime. So I mean, if you're caught in the act with it, you will be arrested. So I mean, and like like I said, I, I applaud these girls for like. Like respond respectfully, respectfully, because there's a lot of people that wouldn't. Have, but then they didn't fall for the trap that this lady was trying to set for them. And it said, uh, "We don't, we don't, we don't. We're not saying we don't care about black lives. We do, but we're trying to clean up this mess. So this is not right." And so, like, it just it, it is disgusting. Like, and she like says like disgusting towards them. No, no, she's a disgusting one. Just, just a despicable, despicable person right there. Like, how what? Basically, your notion is that if you dare clean up graffiti, you're now hate, hate black lives. And the, the, this whole thing, like, kind of just... Again, it all, it all, it just, it's all a mess. It's all a, just a total, a complete mess. And the idea, like, it, the idea, if you dare say anything about the riots or anything, that you don't actually care about what happened to George Floyd, is that a complete nonsense. Again, we all agree... To what what happened to George Floyd was absolutely horrible. We all agree with that, and we all agree that that Derek Chauvin should be prosecuted to full extent of the law. We all agree with that. We all agree that police brutality is bad. We all agree that racism racism is bad. But the idea that if you say anything bad about the riots, which again you do not have the right in the United States of America to riot and destroy property, you do not have that right. But and they say anything about that, that bad about that is that you don't care about black lives. It just it is so evil in nature to say that. It just is utter dumb, and it, it all comes from the notion that America overall, that white people overall, and Americans overall in this country are broadly racist, which is utter and complete nonsense. So, and and kind of give you an example why this is nonsense. So there's this like guy that basically. His house was burned down by the rioters during this during this whole thing, and like he spent years, a few years, trying to build that house, and like he, you can tell like he from the video, unfortunately I don't, I don't have it right here, but you probably I'll probably put the link in this description for it, but you can tell just he's trying to fight back tears from it because like he's he's been he's probably saving up to build that home for his kids and family, and then it was all burned down. Because of it's just because of these stupid rioters, and thankfully, what's cool about it is that um, there's been a GoFundMe for the guy, and he's there has been raised. Sorry, about over I think right now over three hundred thousand dollars has been raised for this guy to rebuild his home, and it's probably growing even more, which is so, which is so fantastic, and it's so fantastic to see that happen. And the idea that, and that's all for Americans pretty much. So the idea that the vast majority of Americans are, overall are racist is is utter not true. And people need to really stop spreading that lie because it is not true. You're doing damage to this country when you say that. And so if you want to bring people to your measure, message that racism, racism is bad, again, everybody agrees with that. But you don't you don't sit there and say. You're a racist, even if you don't believe say you're a racist. You believe you're a racist. You are a racist deep down inside. That that message is not going to work. And again, if you dare say anything that goes against the woke entity on religion, you're again you're scolded and you must be forced to atone and apologize. The um, biggest example of this now is uh, the quarterback uh, Drew Brees for the, from the NFL. Uh, the team he was on now escapes me. But he basically put out this. Um, he had a, had an interview with uh, Yahoo um, Finance, I believe. Yeah, Finance, doing an interview about the whole kneeling for national anthem thing and everything. So uh, here's what he had to say about it. So here's video right here. Everyone is looking back now at Kaepernick's protests from a few years ago, and obviously they were always about police brutality. And now it's coming back to the fore, and a lot of people expect that we will see players kneeling again even when the NFL season starts. So I'm curious how you think the NFL will and should respond to that. And, of course, you're such a leader in the league. Uh, what is your responsibility as a leader 
uh, in times like this for the rest of your teammates and, and players in the league? Well, I, I will I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better. And that we are all part of the solution. So um, do you see anything wrong with that um, statement right there? Because I, I can't. I can't find anything wrong with that statement at all. I mean, he is completely right. Basically, he's saying, like, okay, you guys, I mean, you may believe that there's some injustice going on, but to blame America overall for that is, like, is very stupid. So, like, and kneeling for that national anthem is stupid, too, because, I mean, this is the country that's given you, that gave you that freedom. I mean, like, Martin Luther King Jr. fought to give, like, the same rights for blacks, people of color, as, like, white people have, and he was successful in it. But, thing is, like, he didn't do it as a, like, rebuke because he was, had a hatred towards America. He loved America, but he believed, you know, he saw like, the values that went into the founding of this country, and he loved them, but it was always, it was never fully um, and rightly, equally um, distributed, distri distributed um, throughout um, all people in America. But, so that's why, that's what he fought for. He's fought with the values that this country is found on. And so the, um, so, and the whole notion of kneeling for, for the national anthem is just, is utter, is stupid. It's very stupid. And the thing is, the vast majority of Americans agree with this. And again, like I said, the vast majority of Americans are not racist. I mean, racism in this country, um, while the media tried to blow it up as much as they can, it's pretty, it's pretty rare in this country, honestly. It's very, it's very small. Definitely, again, there's definitely race, races in this country still. But it's just a small group of people. But the vast majority of people in this country are not racist at all. So, and, and and to say as such is just is just so dumb. It's very very dumb. But of course, um, right here, uh, Drew Brees was just shamed and scolded for this, like and by and people like uh, LeBron James and other um, people um, on like sports people as well. People on the media was scolding. People on social media. Scold him for it. Like here's like some like Twitter comments from it. Like here's like someone said, you almost had me thinking you were an ally, Drew Brees. My grandfather, uncles, brothers, and sisters fought for this country as well, only to be treated as second class citizens, degraded, and just um disrespected. Your concern about your concern should be about the Constitution. So wh wh where is he? suggesting that he is against the Constitution. Again, he's not denying that there hasn't been injustice in this country. He's not denying that at all. Of course there has been. But what he's saying, what he's saying is, like, saying that America overall broadly is responsible for that and, like, American values and, like, especially today, is complete utter nonsense. So I'll continue that with just a in just a little bit, but first you gotta go over to YouTube or the Gotten Freedom Plot to check out the rest of the episode. So, um, not only you get to where I talk about the rest and the entire kind of woke entity stuff, but also the hypocrisy regarding COVID-19, um, and everything, and also D-Day, but also you get to where I'm going to start, uh, John chapter 13 today, um, and also get the good stuff and bad stuff at the end of the episode, and remember you can find me on your favorite podcast listening sites, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and, um, I'll see y'all next week. Um, this is the Guy in the Freedom Show.
All right, so let's uh, continue on right here. So, um, like I said, you know, Drew Brees is with the scolded on social media, media, and everything. So, um, due to that, he had to atone for, atone for his uh, sins, grave sin of saying that it's bad to kneel for the national anthem. So, he put out this long apology on Instagram. I mean, here's what he had to say. I would like to apologize to my friends, teammates, the city of New Orleans, the um, black community, NFL community, and anyone I hurt with my comments yesterday. In speaking with some of you, it breaks my heart to know the pain I have caused. In an attempt to talk about respect and unity and solidarity centered around the American flag and national anthem, I made comments that were insensitive and completely miss the mark on the issues we are facing right now as a country. They lack awareness uh, and any type of compassion or empathy. Instead, of the, instead, those words have become divisive, hurtful, and, and have misled people into believing that somehow I am, an, I am an enemy. This would not be further from the truth and is not accurate reflection of my heart or my character. This, this is where I stand. I stand with the black community in the fight against systematic racial injustice and police brutality Supporting support the because a big freaking rant right here. Sorry, um, I stand I stand with the black community and the fight against racial injustice and police brutality and support the creation of real policy change that will make a difference. Difference. I condemn the years of oppression that have taken place throughout black our black communities and still exist today. I acknowledge that we as Americans, including myself, had not done enough to fight for that equality or to truly understand the struggles and the plight. Sorry, and the crap, I lost my part. Sorry, I truly understand the struggles and the plight of the, um, the black community. I recognize that I am part of the solution and can be a leader for the black community in this movement. I would never know what it's like to be a black man or raise black children in America, but I work every day to put myself in those shoes and fight for what is right. I've always been an ally, never an enemy. I'm sick. I'm sick about the way my comments were perceived yesterday, but I take a full responsibility and accountability. I recognize that I should do less and more listening and when the black community is talking about their pain. We all need to listen. For that, I am sorry, and ask, I ask your forgiveness. So this, like, I'm sorry, but this is just—it's so stupid. Again, what exactly was wrong with his comments about kneeling for the national anthem? Like, at no point did he scold, like, say anything bad about the black community. He just said, "Guys, guys, like, kneeling for the national anthem is kind of bad." So um, I just the fact that that's like even controversial today, it just it just tells you like how far gone this country has gone in terms of like the values America was founded on. It's just it, that is so stupid. And of course, as always, that was not enough. That was not enough atonement. You and with uh, Wolganity, like with Wolganity religion, you have to atone many many times in order to be forgiven by. By them as as a community, but even then, you probably won't be forgiven. You still have that um, shame over your head because of it, which is, again is pagan in notion. And anyone who tries to buy into this, even the Christians, are starting to kind of buy into this overall. I'm mean, not like not, not many, but like kind of the few like left leaning Christians are starting to kind of buy into this Wokeanity religion crap. And like seriously, guys, don't fall for it because it is. It's it's pagan. It's it's a pagan religion, and it, it's it's not right. It is not right at all. So um, so let's continue on right here to the next topic. So basically, now we shift shift to COVID nineteen. So as you probably remember, I'm probably probably I'm mean, again it has been out of the media for a little bit, but as you remember, there has been a there was a there was a pandemic. That um started uh, back in like December or so, yeah, December, January, um back in back in China and then spread throughout the world and everything. 
it really started spreading in like here in the United States about in late January and February into March. March is when it really got bad and the way everything shut down. But um, remember, as you if you remember during the initial uh, outbreak of this thing, um, during the lockdowns. Um, and everything. Like people were starting, were getting out of work and started running out of money, and everything. And so, and because of that, um, and as lockdowns continued to extend, 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 people got frustrated and went out into the public square and they protested. Well, as you remember, they were scolded by the media for it, like saying they are killing grandma because of this. they're going to kill grandma. They're going to kill a bunch of people because of this. These are all just white supremacists. White supremacist races who want to who just want to get a haircut, which is that's such an idiotic notion. Like th th that's, that's a lot. That's the lie the left keeps on pushing every single day. And I see it like all on Twitter, on Facebook, and everything. Like no, these people were just protesting to get a haircut and everything. The, 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 um, like, and it, like, I'm sorry, that, that's not that's not true. The vast majority of people were protesting to go back to work because they were forced out of work by the government. Because of this whole thing. And again, as we've seen, the lockdowns were really unnecessary from the beginning. So uh, here's a piece from, like, uh, it's a piece from Town Hall. Basically kind of highlighting uh, what exactly the liberal media was saying about um, lockdown protests and everything. And here's what the piece says. Folks, I know many of you disagree with my take on lockdowns. Yes, I support them, but I want this country to reopen as quickly as safely as possible. And I knew the fallout from the, this, given that the states have enacted the most dragon measures on, on are ones that we sh really shouldn't be shocked to given their deep blue nature. At the same time, these Aquila uh, Corridor and West Coast states, Democratic bastions, all all are the hardest hit. New York City is the ground zero for the U.S.-based uh, Wuhan coronavirus outbreak. I also know that in uh, three to four weeks, some business might not be able to come back. We can't remain closed until the until there's a vaccine. We also cannot rush the process and threaten the nation with a second wave of infections. We have no vaccine yet, and then there's the fact that there's there is no rural hotspot trend occurring. The, the 29 or so states that are planning to enter phase one should be allowed to do so since they're nowhere near as bad as the tri-state area or other parts of New York uh, in New England. If you look at, if you look at the map and um, if you look at the map of cases, you know which states should remain under lockdown and which ones can start easing back into a better routine. Texas starts on Friday, May 1st. So like, and um, here's actually some kind of responses or to the whole like protests by the lockdowns and everything. Like, yeah, that is actually a piece from like uh, Vox Media. Right here. There we go. Sorry, my computer, computer is acting weird. So this is the, the whiteness of anti-lockdown protests. How ignorance, privilege, and anti-black racism is driven is driving white protesters to risk their lives. Uh-huh. Last weekend, thousands gathered in Washington, Michigan, Texas, Maryland, Maryland, and California to protest lockdown orders resulting from the coronavirus pandemic. Some marched with rifles draped across their backs and handguns resting on their um, hips, while others shared conspiracy theories about Bill Gates' involvement with the COVID-19 vaccine. Even in larger, less rural cities in, Cal um, in California, groups waved Trump 2020 flags and marched the streets with signs that, um, that read, No Liberty, No Life. And these protests only seemed to be picking up steam. On Friday, thousands stormed the Wisconsin state capitol carrying uh, flags and wearing Tea Party uh, Regalia, 
regalia. But what has um, most what's been most glaringly obvious that these protests protests isn't the far right um, theatrics. It's that almost everyone marching to end stay-at-home orders is white, and if they do return to regular life and refuse to distance themselves, they overt dis their overt disregard disregard will impact the population most vulnerable to the virus, black people. So yes, I'm pretty sure that they're doing going out for the protests to get back to work so they can kill off black people. I'm yes, I'm so absolutely sure that's why they're doing it. No, it can't be that they want to go back to work and feed their families. No, it can't be that. They just want to kill black people. It's easy to dismiss the anti-lockdown protests as business per usual in the land of right-wing Trumpism, Trumpism, but there is a much larger um, issue at play that existed long before President Donald Trump took office, and that he, that, and that he has learned to artif artfully exploit. It's not it's, it's why it's not surprising that some areas protesters wave Confederate flags and held signs that read "Give me liberty or give me COVID-19." The protests are systematic, a profound presence of whiteness and white supremacy in America. Okay, were there people showing Confederate flags? Yes, but was that the vast majority of people? No, it wasn't. There were just a few little, few people, very few people during that minute number of people during the protests. On the, on the surface, the protests are about the conscious debate over reopening the economy during a pandemic, with more common commerce risks or more infections in the overwhelming of our hospital, hospital systems. Trump and other Republicans have pushed to scrap lockdown orders sooner rather than later to argue that doing so will prevent the country from going into econo economic collapse, which was completely true. If we, I mean, again, like, if we were to stay locked down like, until the vaccine, there's no, we won't have a country to come back to. So, um, yeah, Trump was right to say we need to reopen, and states were right to reopen. Like, remember, Governor Kemp in Georgia was the first one to implement this, and people freaked out over it. But, we are perfectly fine here in Georgia. At least for now, I mean, I, we don't know if there will be a spike in cases from the protests, but I'll get to that later, because I have a lot to say about that. So, I mean, again, the, the idea that this, this was all these protesters were just doing doing this in racist fashion. They were doing it because they want to kill black people or whatever, and they're just doing it to get haircuts. It, it's utter stupid, and like, it, this echoed throughout the media and social media for a while, and among Democrats as well. And like, even, even if you were to go, like, just simply go to the beach, or go outside, you were scolded as a grandma killer. Like, it, it, it's utter, so stupid, and keep in mind that being outside is actually better than being cooped up inside. It actually helps your immune system. And when you're out in the sun, like, there is like a very, 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 very small possibility of you getting infected. Like, you, it's almost a 0% chance of you getting infected. It probably is at this point, but because it is, the virus itself is starting to weaken, the strain is starting to weaken. And especially when you're out in the sun and when that, um, the ray, the um, UV ray hits it, it, it kills it off. And so, like many, um, so again, like many government officials and media were echoing this, but not, this notion, like, um, the Raleigh police of, of North Carolina and Raleigh, North Carolina put out a statement about, um, commenting on the protest saying, protesting isn't, protesting is a non-essential activity. So, okay, so protesting is protected by the First Amendment and the Constitution, and... I'm sorry, you, know, you don't, you can't just override that. You can't just override the Constitution because you want to in the name of safety. I'm, so, I'm sorry, you, you just can't do that. So, in response, and so the reason why, why, they bring this, why I bring this up is simply because with the protests happening, um, are these protesters, are, are they scolded by the media and social media for not um, socially distancing? Are they scolded for being like grandma killers and everything? <laughs> no, not at all. The media has pretty much said nothing about about this. Why? It because it's, that's because they agree with the notion that's behind the protest is that America is evil, bad place. And so, because they agree with it, they want to 
they just want to support it as much as they can. That means ignoring the whole COVID-19 stuff. So here are a few examples of this. So um, from the um, from the same uh, sorry rally uh, police um, Twitter page that said the protesting is a non-essential activity. Well, here is a tweet they put out not too um, long ago. Um, this came out two days ago or so. As uh, they put the tweet says, peaceful protests from last night, plus a, remi a reminder that Mayor Mary Ann Baldwin's 8 p.m. and 5 a.m. curfew were made in place tonight, Wednesday, June 3rd. Rally demands justice, rally police. And here's a, they had the picture of um, a police officer, rally police officer, hu hugging a protester and everything, and it's one, one shaking hands and everything. So, the same people who are, same folks who are saying that protesting is a non essential activity are perfectly fine with this. Perfectly, perfectly fine with this, which is very, very weird. So, here's another uh, tweet. Um, thread I, I want to put out. Um, want to show. So this is from uh, Yamichi Yamiche Alkindor. I'm sorry if I'm getting that name wrong. Um, here's what she put out about um the White House uh, press conference, Rose Garden, because uh, there's this whole little stupid con controversy where chairs were not socially distanced enough um for the press conference that, that was like a couple days ago. But here's what she said about that. Incredible. White, White House um, White House made reporters, including myself, sit closer together at the President's remarks in the Rose Garden today and, viol and violate the federal government's social distancing policy for the pandemic because they thought the seating arrangement looked better. Uh-huh. So here's what she's had to say. Uh, so from the comment, you say that she, you, she, you would think that she would be against any kind of gathering at, at all. That she'll be against all gatherings. So here, here was, here's what she had to say about the protests. Outside the, of the White House, protesters stand feet away from the policing line. Chester George Floyd say his name. Here's another tweet. Just seen this. Just seen this. And wow. And it's commenting on a protest happening in uh, Paris. And like there's like crowd a crowd of people like closer together in that on that um, picture, and I, again I'll, I'll show the pictures um, on the screen. Okay, I, I'm sorry, like again that like she didn't say anything about it. She didn't say anything about the ba bad about like, them saying being so close to together or anything. Not a peep, not a peep at all. It, 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 it's, it's so so frustrating to see you know, the hypocrisy for months they've been saying if you step aside you're a grandma killer but now but they're ignoring this ignore, really ignoring this and the reason they put out for this is because that what they're protesting for like racial inequality and uh, police brutality um, is is worth the risk now listen I'm fine with protests I'm, I'm fine with people protesting. I was fine with the anti-lockdown protests. I'm honestly fine with this protest, even if I don't agree with the sentiment of it. But I'm really more frustrated with the hypocrisy from the media has been scolding people for months about going outside. Now we're just ignoring this. It, it's, it's so stupid. And now there's like gaslighting coming from them about it. So here's a um, kind of a headline from Politico about, about this whole thing. And okay, okay kind of give you a preview of this. So there's this kind of meme throughout social media about how, like, conservative pounce. Whenever, like, Democrats do something bad, stupid or bad, and uh, conservatives say something, the headline is always conservative pounce. Conservatives seize, or something like that. So here's a line, um, headline from Politico. Conservatives have seized upon their latest example of perceived, perceived liberal hypocrisy. Disappearing outrage over protesters refusing to social distance. Yet it, it's perceived liberal hypocrisy. It's, it's perceived by conservatives as that. Or, or, or alternatively, it is hypocrisy. It is um, objectively hypocritic for you to say something that's bad for one company to go out and to say 
that um is it's okay for another this group to go out and you, you, you want to get really kind of frustrated too again so here's a tweet from matt walsh um matt walsh is a um has a show over at daily wire and everything and he's pretty cool followed on twitter so here's what he said on um a few days ago george floyd's funeral it's expected to um expected to have hundreds or thousands of people thousands of attendees including high-profile politicians like biden meanwhile People have not been allowed to go to their own family members' funerals because attendance was capped due to COVID. So, yeah, literally, like, there's going to, like, you, if you uh, have a family member that died, you only invite a, a very small number of people. Like, you might even not, might be able to go to your um, family member's funeral. But with the um, George Floyd funeral, there's going to be thousands of people going there. I'm sorry. That that is just sick and disgusting in and itself. And I'm I'm pretty sure people who read that who had to bury their um, family members during this whole thing and couldn't have a proper funeral are absolutely like ticked off about that. And I would be too. That that is just disgusting and despicable. And like like seriously, like these we can't we cannot let them get away with this whatsoever. They need to be held accountable for this crap right here. They they really need to. It's it is just disgusting stuff. I'm I'm sorry. It is it is. And like even even the public health officials who are saying that it's bad to go out, are now saying okay it's okay because social distance matters more than social distance. Okay, I'm sorry. That is just so. So stupid. I mean, I'm sorry. Is it not worth the risk to fight to feed your family? Is that not worth the risk? Apparently, to the left, it's not. Like, if you dare to do that, you're a racist, you're a white supremacist, and everything. Or who just wants to get a haircut? It, it's just, it's so, it's so very mad, maddening. It's so maddening. <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm really interested to see what's going to happen during this whole. In, in the next couple of weeks, we could see if there's going to be an outbreak in the coronavirus. But if there's not, if there's not a, a uptick in cases from this, from the protests, that will tell you that this entire thing was BS from the beginning. Like the, the people, these people are kind of close to each other, screaming um, around each other, and if there's not a uptick in cases. This entire coronavirus pandemic lockdown was utter BS from the beginning. From the very beginning. So it's really... Uh, it's, it's just... It's frustrating. It's very, very frustrating. To see that. Oh, Alrighty. So now we got that out of the way. Let's go to the Bible. <laughs> to get kind of calmed down a little bit. So, uh, like I said... Um, actually, sorry. Before I get to that. Um, today is uh, the 76th anniversary of D-Day. The D-Day invasion of Normandy. And it's today we really, cause 76 years ago, these brave men um, from all the country, from America and from England, from like, all over the place, stormed, like, put their lives on, their, on the line. And a lot of them knew they probably were going to, going to die, but they found the bravery and the courage to do fight anyways, in order to defeat and take down the evil Nazi regime. So today we pause to really remember remember their sacrifice and everything. It really comes at a good time too, because of what we're facing now. Because like their their sacrifice to keep this country safe and to keep the freedoms in this country has now been like over overrided by the stupid Marxist notion from the woke and the left that has been spread. For the past um, few years, it's just it's crazy stuff. So again, we we honor them, remember them, and thank thank them, thank you guys for um, for this uh, sacrifice y'all made. So um, if kind of I want to kind of give you a recommendation, cool a cool little thing that came out last year, I um, think. Um, the Ben Shapiro uh, Sunday special um, last year, he interviewed a few of the D Day veterans, and it's really cool, really cool. Um, podcast i re definitely recommend checking out um and everything you can find his uh, po 
Ben Shapiro's podcast on like SoundCloud or and anywhere you listen to podcasts really. But it's, definitely check it out. Definitely check it out. Alrighty. So now it's time to go to the Bible, the scripture and everything. So now that we kind of got that crap out of the way, let's kind of uh, come down just a little bit. Alright, so like I said, we're going to be in John chapter 13 today. Um, this is about uh, when uh, Jesus watches his uh, disciples' feet and everything. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, sorry, hold on one second. Excuse me. Alright, sorry, my phone just looked weird. So, again, this is about when uh, Jesus uh, washes his disciples' feet and everything. And I'm, maybe you can follow me along if you want. Now, I'm reading the New Living Translation. Alright, before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved, loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, um, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything that he had come from God. He had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table and took off his robe and wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel he had around him. When uh, Jesus came to Simon and Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Gonna... Jesus replied, You don't understand what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, uh, Peter protested, you will never wash my feet. Jesus replied, Unless I wash, um, wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter ex exclaimed, Wash my hands and head as well. Lord, just not my feet, not just my, not just my feet. A person who has been bathed all over does not need to um, to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That he that is what he meant when he said, "Not all of you are clean." At the washing of their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, "Do you understand what I'm what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, um, and you are right because that's what I am." And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to um, follow. Do, I do as I have done to you, and I will. And I tell you the um, truth. Slaves are not, the, not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. So based on kind of the significance, I think... Um, from a gathering, like the significance of like washing feet and everything in the Bible, it basically kind of puts you in like state of humility as like kind of a servant to those and everything. So usually, kind of how work is like basically the servants would have washed their master's feet because as a kind of a humility type deal, but like Jesus came here to serve people and, and to sacrifice his uh, life for. Um, all of humanity so and um so kind of giving like an example for others to follow he washed his disciples feet to kind of basically as a way show them how like how what well, he's came on earth to do to serve others and everything it's pretty cool all right so all right let's get into um some good stuff and bad stuff of the week so some good stuff of the week uh Kind of end off. I'm, I'm probably gonna spread the, skip the bad stuff. Just kind of end off on a good note. So, if you kind of have, if you're spending time on YouTube or anything, I mean, this kind of is kind of a new thing right here, but it's quite it's quite hilarious. So, if you're like a Star Wars fan, you remember in uh, Episode Three, and um, he also appears in Clone Wars as well. But in Episode Three, you see the character known as General Grievous, who's kind of a robot droid humanoid type. Thing I was kind of odd to describe him, but um, he has this line where he takes Anakin and Obi Wan's lightsaber and says, "This is a fine addition to my collection." 
and so he uh, he actually he uses lightsabers in that in the movie and the show as well. So this is now these a bunch of memes out on YouTube. Basically, we're like it's random like shots from uh, different Star Wars movies, and we're like someone if someone like drops a lightsaber and like Grievous will come out of nowhere and like jump after it. It's quite it's quite funny. And, and if you're not a Star Wars fan, you won't find this funny. But if you're a big Star Wars fan like I am, you will find this pretty funny. It, it is it is. It's hilarious, and this is from um, the one I'm showing you. is from a channel known as Jambot. He actually kind of puts a lot of Star Wars memes out. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Check out check out that channel, and um, you know, he has a, quite a few of these uh, grievous foundation things. But here is the one I want to show you right here. You are beaten. It is useless to resist. Don't let yourself be destroyed as Obi Wan did. Oh man, okay, I'm, yeah, just hilarious how, like, the screw just comes out of nowhere and jumps down. And like it was edited in a way where like Vader was like, like what the, like where did he come from? And like, they're, like both looking at him, just looking down, like what, what an idiot. So it's, it's hilarious. So definitely, definitely check out the rest. It's, like there's a lot of funny like general grievous memes on YouTube. So I mean, if you want to waste time, go watch those. It's quite funny. Alrighty, so I think that's all I have for this episode. So I'll be back here next week with all the latest. My name is Sean Clinton, and this is God Freeman Show. If you enjoyed this episode of the God of Redeem Show, hit that like button and follow the page to get more content. You can also find me on your favorite podcast listening sites like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Thank you for listening or watching.